Podcast City Network. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to uh, make a quick announcement. First off, make sure you follow me on this Twitch channel um, and also on my social media sites, Twitter at MarkBJJFighter, Mark underscore Retorto, and my Facebook page at MarkTheSharkMMAShow. And then also don't forget to go to my website, www dot mark the shark show.com and also we want to give out a couple of shout outs to our sponsors here we got hostgator if you use the promo code mark the shark in the main show you can save 60 percent on it on your web hosting needs and defense soap defend what you have built if you use the code mark the shark in the main show you can save 15 percent on all the products on defense soap.com and also Retorto Family Books. Uh, for those of you out there who don't know, I published a couple of books along with my daughter. We got some books out there for sale. They're available also on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, including my daughter's uh, Invisible Girl series and in my book, Marcus the Vampire and the Cabal, The Saga Begins. And today we got a very special guest. We got um, mixed martial artist, Audrey Wolf. I'm saying your name right, right? Yes, sir. 
<laughs> and where, where are you from? You're from Texas, I think, right? I am. I'm from Dallas, Texas. Uh -huh. So give us a little a brief history on yourself. Like, uh, like how did you get started in the martial arts? Um, I started training martial arts when I was seven years old. Um, I actually started under Guy Mesger. Guy is a former UFC champion. Um, he's got six different world titles. He fought in Pride, Pancras, uh, certainly one of the old school MMA ones. Um, and I started training with him in karate. And then I had my first boxing fight when I was 16 years old. I had my first kickboxing fight when I was 17 years old. Um, went on to do a whole bunch of boxing. Um, won like women's national golden gloves and ringside road boxing championships and some fun stuff along the way. And then uh, started doing some jujitsu a little bit later. And now putting it all together and doing MMA. Wow. And you're, I think you're one in one, right? In, yes. In pro? Yes. Now, did you go straight pro or did you do any amateur fights or? I did three three amateur fights. I went three and I was an amateur. Okay. Then you just went right to pro. Yep. Oh, wow. So you started with Guy Mexker in karate. Mm-hmm. Now, is, like, did he do like traditional I can't really see him doing yeah. like traditional karate. He, he absolutely did, and yeah. he is a, I mean, he's got a, he's a former full contact world karate champion. Yeah, but he didn't he did do the, like, traditional route where he had to do katas and all that? Really? All that, yeah. Wow. Because I got to yeah. say, I'm, like, a big um, fan of his back in the day, the whole, the whole Lions then, him and uh, Frank Shamrock and all that, and I actually remember seeing a video of his when he was doing uh, kickboxing. And I was like really impressed. Cause he always did like, even in MMA, he didn't do like the, the, the traditional Thai kicks. He always did like the karate style kicks, but yeah. not like the, uh, like the Wonder Boy, the guy in the UFC who calls himself the Wonder Boy. He didn't have that karate style. I guess it's, was this style more like Japanese type uh, karate? Or was it There's different styles I would say. Um, and he's just, better at different kicks like you know like i use a side kick a whole bunch in mma which you know is absolutely a karate style kick a lot of people you know and i throw my round kicks i would say more of a karate style than like a thai style but i do use leg kicks i mean it's we've certainly both trained in a lot of things and at different times mm. now did you did you start the martial arts really young was it because like, what made you start? Like, was it because you were getting bullied in school or your kids were just, your parents were just trying to keep you occupied and out of trouble or? Um, I actually begged to start when I was like three. My, um, so my cousin came in town and took my sister and I to lunch and was like, you know, Jessica, what are you doing? And my sister was like, oh, I'm doing tennis and swimming and volleyball and what I mean, horseback riding. She was doing like a whole bunch of activities and she was like, oh, Audrey, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. I want to do karate, but mom won't let me. And so she then went and was talking to my mom. was like, that's not fair. You let Jessica do everything. Audrey should get to do what she wants. And um, so then my mom actually started me at like a Taekwondo place when I was three. And then we moved to Marshall, Texas, which is a little tiny town. And she told me there was no karate in Marshall, Texas. And when we moved back, I kind of <laughs> forgot about it for a little while. And uh, then my mom actually did a self-defense class with Guy. And so my mom and my godmother and a bunch of my mom's friends were taking these like self-defense privates with Guy. And so I met him then and my godmother's kids were taking from him. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, I want to go take karate from Mr. Mesger. And she's like, 
oh gosh, this again. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, thankfully I started at an incredible space and I now partner with Guy at the gym and still train with him and have been with him for a very, very, very long time. Does he still have the long hair? No, no. He got, he got rid of the long hair after like the, so the first, I guess the first two UFCs he did, you're still allowed to pull hair. And um, he and Jason Barron or whatever the guy's name was, they like made a gentleman's agreement. They weren't going to pull each other's hair. Um, But they did end up, uh, they did end up pulling hair. And so then before he went back to actually before his fight with Tito, that fight, he ended up cutting the ponytail off because he didn't want anyone to pull his hair. Did He's you, kept did it you, short ever since. Did you see that fight he had with the long hair? Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen all of guys' fights. I mean, my um, my parents would, like, always order the the pay-per-views. We would always be watching yeah. them. Um, and then, like, he actually is responsible for getting MMA legal in the state of Texas. And so he put on his own events in the state of Texas. Um, and, like, he would fight in kickboxing fights and then some pancreation-style fights in Dallas. And so my parents, I would be like eight, nine, 10 years old. And my parents would take me to go watch him fight at the bomb factory downtown. And yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember that distinctly. I don't know if, I don't know if it was him or the other guy, like one of them was like a bodyguard for, I think Sharon Stone. I think it was Sharon Stone, like some actress at that time. It was like a pretty popular actress. And I remember saying, because they both had long hair and they had a gentleman's agreement not to pull each other's hair. I still remember. I think that was you one or two. I think yeah. it was like they, um, they weren't, I think they weren't part of the normal, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the card, the fight card. Not the tournament. Yeah. yeah. So he was his yeah, first, or his first couple fights. Yeah. Yeah. He fought on like the undercard and then they would do the tournament with the multiple fights in the night. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was thinking. The tournament, the, the brackets and everything. Yeah. So enough about Guy. We're here to talk about you. <laughs> I keep talking. Hey, if you could bring him on my show, I'd be more than happy to. Oh, but he loves to talk. talk. I'm sure he would. He could show some wars, man. I love watching that guy when he was on Pride. And I think even his other teammates used to have the fights on Super Bowl and Hawaii and all that. You know, and then the King of Cage and all that stuff. So let's talk about you. Like, so do you have any um, big fights coming up or? I don't have anything scheduled right now. So I just fought a couple, I guess, three weeks ago now um, and haven't haven't had any offers since. So hopefully I will get something going soon. Now, what's the name of the organization you fight with now? Um, well, I have a contract with Invicta. Um, oh, okay. I was yeah. Gonna say, okay. And Invicta, they they are nice in that they let you fight in other organizations. So um, I still have a, about a year left on my contract with them. So hopefully I will get an offer from them soon. Um, but the last uh, fight I did was for an organization called Fury FC, Fury Fighting Championships. Um, okay. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Invicta, yeah. I've interviewed a few people from Invicta. Uh, Kelly D'Angelo, I think, was one. Um I think the other one was the last name was Perez. I forget it first. I think it's Katie Perez or something like that. So, did you start out with Invicta, or did you start like when you went pro, you went right to Invicta, or did you start out with somewhere else? Um, my first pro fight was with a local organization in Texas called XKO Extreme Knockout. Um, they okay. do all of their cards in the Dallas area. 
And then I think my second fight was with Invicta. I'd have to look okay. back in a minute. <laughs> now, now, what kind of um, experience do you have when you go in the ring? Do you get like nervous? Do you not nervous? Or some people just get nervous like till right before they get in the ring. Some people are nervous the whole week. What about you? I mean, honestly, the whole week you're cutting weight. I don't know who can be nervous the whole week. All I'm thinking about is how am I getting to eat after weight? <laughs> uh, but that being said, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I started like the first time I ever competed, I was seven years old. Like I, I did the karate tournaments I've done. I mean, I've had 40 something boxing fights I've had. I cannot even imagine how many jujitsu tournaments I've competed in. So do I get nervous? Absolutely. Um, but at the same time I've competed literally hundreds of times um for nearly 30 years so it's not like i get crazy nervous i mean that i think if you don't get nervous it's good to have a healthy fear i mean this is a it's a it can be a brutal sport and there's a lot of things that can happen so you need to have some fear and some respect of getting in there but at the same time i don't like i don't know it's not like i get crazy nervous yeah now, what do you prefer? Do you prefer, like, other outside the MMA? Do you prefer to do the jiu-jitsu or do you prefer to do the boxing? Like, what's your more your forte? I'm assuming it's striking more. Striking. Absolutely striking. Um, honestly, like, I've been exposed to jiu-jitsu forever, but I never started it. Um, actually, I competed in the Olymp in 2012. They added women's boxing to the Olympics for the first time. Um, so I competed in the Olympic trials in 2011 and I lost and it was like absolutely soul crushing. I mean, I'd been training six hours a day. That's all I wanted to do. Um, and so after that, I really threw myself into jujitsu. Like I tried it before, but honestly, I hated it. It was like, oh my God, here's a sweaty man on top of me. Like, this is gross. I don't, I, I want yeah. to be harder, you know, because you got to the guys. And I was never... I mean, there was never really any females. And so, um, yeah, then I, after I lost at the trials, it was like, no, like I'm going to, I made myself do it because I thought it would make me stronger as a person. Um, so I then threw myself hardcore into jujitsu, doing it, you know, twice a day, every day. I did my first tournament like six weeks later. I did really well. I won um, multiple divisions. Um, it was nice, you know, to like, it's a change, I guess. And it, I think the cool thing was too for me for with jujitsu, it's like, you know, there's no one is going to like show me some new kick or some new punch that I'm going to be like, oh, wow, I've never seen that before. Like I've been exposed to it so long now. Could it be put together in a combination different, like, you know, set up different? Like, absolutely. But like, there's nothing that's like crazy new to me, whereas jujitsu, like, you know, so now I've been doing it, I don't know, nine years, but like, I still get to see new moves all the time. Like, you know, just this week we had a different instructor teaching. He showed this move that I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. Like, um, so it's kind of nice. Like, to be able to mix it up, honestly. Um, so clearly I've gotten a lot more comfortable with the jiu-jitsu and I competed in jiu-jitsu a lot too. So I won like the Nogi Pan Ams. I won the Abu Dhabi trials. I got to go compete in Abu Dhabi. That was super cool. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of I tried that for that too, but I, I didn't make it. <laughs> I, I made it to the finals and then and then I, uh, then I lost in the finals. And it's, it's, uh, it, did, they, did they have like a TV camera on you? No. You? no. For mine, they, they, what they do is they would bring you out the final. Whoever made it to the finals, they would bring you out to a certain area to mat, and they would have a camera like from the ceiling dropping in, 
and I have yet to be able to find that stream of that fight. I don't think but, they did. Honestly, it was because yeah, I lost, but I would have been nice <laughs> to see, like, see me. It was, like, somewhere. I'm assuming somewhere in Arab, some Arabic country where I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, Everyone gets my ass kicked, so to speak. Well, I didn't get my ass kicked, but, you know, I lost the points. But whatever. Shit happens. But it was exactly. Yeah, so you got to go to Abu Dhabi. That's nice. I did. I did. It was a very interesting experience, I will say. Wow. Now, did you go? I'm assuming you went out there a couple of days before to get used to the. Because I'm assuming there's a time zone change for you. Oh my gosh, it's like a 13 hour time zone change or something. It was awful. Um, yeah, I mean, we. I was out there for a week total, um, and they fly you out there. They put you in a crazy nice hotel. Um, they shuttle you back and forth from like the competition venue to the hotel. They have, you know, um, a buffet with like, they feed you. I mean, they cover absolutely everything, um, which is, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. It's really cool. Like they've got a, the buffet that you can go to, they've got healthy food, you know, before, before you fight, they've got all the fruits and the salads and the grilled chicken. And then after you fight, don't worry, they have everything you've ever imagined. Um, wow. once you don't have to worry about making weight anymore. So. It was a really cool experience. Um, it was interesting, though. I mean, women are like, it's certainly second class citizens there. And um, yeah, to see that like firsthand, it's like, wow, you're paying for these women to come compete. Yet, like, women aren't like, if the women of the tournament were allowed to watch it, but no, like, native women were allowed to come and watch the tournament. Um, like in Dubai, they have separate taxis, like, the brown ones are for you know, are male drivers for men, the pink ones are female drivers for females. Cause you know, women aren't allowed to ride in a car with a man that's not their husband. Um, but don't worry, women aren't allowed to drive there, but the, you know, foreign women can come in and drive and then the native women can get in the cars with them. It's like a whole bunch of like, really, wow. I mean, that's, I'm glad I don't live there. Wow. Now, was that like, were you at purple belt or brown belt when you did that or? Um, I was at Blue Belt. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, when I did it, I was a Blue Belt, too. It, it was a nice stuff. Like if you want, you know, you go over there, even if for, like, the, the people who are under uh, brown and black belt. Yeah. It was, it was I, don't really about, cool. I don't know about where you were, but where I was, it was kind of cool. Because, like, another, the one thing I like about um, martial arts, especially with jiu-jitsu, is you can actually be in a room competing with the top stars of, you know, that particular year or whatever it is. Whereas if, you know, you're a local basketball guy or you're playing baseball, you're not going to be in the field playing with pros. Like I was in there. I think Keenan Cornelius was there. I don't know. Yeah. I think he got his brown belt or he got it or he was a purple belt. And then he became brown belt. You had Cyborg there. Competing, Cyborg sat like right in front of me on the flight. Yeah, and I, I, was so, like, I was in awe. I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't expect to go there and be like competing in the same venue. Yeah, with, with these guys, you know. Oh, well, and, and I mean, I, and then I was, I mean, eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner with them, and on the same bus with them, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like literally, a Cyborg sat right in front of me, and there was like a infant sitting in front of him, and he's like playing peekaboo with this like two-year-old i'm like <laughs> i'm sure the yeah, parents yeah. had no idea like what a badass he is but it's like that's that's pretty cool to see yeah and then getting back to your point about jiu-jitsu there's always like a new move that's one thing i noticed 
like compared to the other martial arts, especially the striking martial arts, the techniques don't change that much. Like, yeah, like with the karate, like the old days, they were more flat footed and they added the footwork in and, you know, and then they changed a couple of things. And then with tie boxing, they changed a few things. But jujitsu, like year after year, there's this, this constantly changes. Absolutely. Now, for you, like, what are your, your goals? Are you guys going to stick with Invicta? Are you going to move on to a different venue or? What, what are your I want to fight. <laughs> I want to fight, and I I hope I get the opportunity to. It's um, getting fights has been hard. Uh, it's been kind of it's been really frustrating. Um, so anyone and everyone that offers me something, I'm in. Is it because is it because of your weight class, or is it because you're kicking everybody's ass? Like what? What's people backing out? Like what's going on? Um, I think part of it is, yeah, I mean, I competed 145 pounds, it's that it, which is a big weight class. There's not as many women, but then, um, I'm kind of at like an in-between stage of like, I don't have enough experience to get on one of the bigger shows, but people on the smaller shows don't want to fight me because I have too much experience. Um, and even then, like, even when I didn't have any MMA fights, like, because I competed extensively in the other martial arts and had like titles and stuff in other martial arts, I think it was hard. Um, honestly, like I lost my first, the first fight I've ever lost was three weeks ago. And I was like talking to guy about it and it sucks. I mean, cause I won everything for, I don't know, three years that I've, or four years that I've been doing this, which was fun. Um, and then to have a loss, but I was like, maybe it means I can get more fights now. Like maybe someone will realize like, yes, I am beatable. Um, and maybe that means that, like, it'll be easier to get fights. Cause yeah, it's been, I can't, I have agreed to so many events and fights that just like haven't come to fruition. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. This is all you do, right? I mean, what you're trying to do for your bread and butter is how you bring home money, right? Oh well, no, I would be starving on the streets if this is what I did. <laughs> no. Oh well, but I, I mean, know. martial arts in general is all I do. I mean, I. Well, I, I am partners with Guy at the gym, so I own half the gym. I teach at the gym. I am absolutely involved in martial arts for my bread and better. Now, as far as what I make from fighting, like, no, I make pennies fighting. It's it's laughable what I make fighting. Um, and honestly, I have, like, I mean, one thing I talked to Guy about, like, the girl that I lost to, Courtney King, she's tough. She's good. But at the same time, like, I did have some injuries leading up to that fight. And I, but I told Guy, I was like, you know, this is the first opponent, like, what I was doing was enough to win at the level I was fighting at. She was a much higher level caliber of opponent, but I was still working seven days a week and training on top of that. Like there's a point in which, I mean, they're paying me what a thousand to fight a thousand to win. I can't take two months off of work and train, you know, not having that money. So it's, it's kind of finding, I think the balance of I've got to be able to not work as much as I do um, to be able to train the way I need to train. That's a shame. Like, have you know what you have you ever thought about going into the PFL? You heard of it, right? Oh, I've absolutely heard of it. Um, I am intrigued. I mean, I walk around at about 155 pounds. Uh, you know, so like I even I've done catch weights at 140. I've fought at 135. I did the one fight I did at 135. I told guy afterwards, it's like I'm never doing that again unless someone's paying me significant money. It's just. Yeah, I'm not making enough money to kill myself. Um, yeah. But, you know, what I would be small to fight at 155 and which, 
you know, in boxing, I moved up, but I actually fought at 165 when I was trying to qualify for the Olympics. Um, I was most successful competing at 152 in boxing, but I, at the same time, it, like I hung in there with the girls that were 165. The only one that's like frightening in PFL is Kayla Harrison. You know, a lot of the other girls that they get, I don't think are really that good. Unfortunately, Kayla Harrison is like the size of a guy and um, I want to know what their drug testing policy is. Uh, <laughs> she's a big, yeah, strong girl. Yeah, the reason why I mention it is because of the payday. For those of you who don't know, the PFL actually is a to is tournament. It's like like a regular sport, like baseball or football, where they have a preseason and then they have the semifinals and the finals, and then the winner gets paid a million dollars. Which, unlike the UFC, you can win a belt and not even get that that amount of money. That's that's why I was like bring that up. But yeah, I'm, now if they brought in a lower weight class. Would be then I would be a thousand percent in. Um, at 155, I mean, I'm still interested at 155. I'll say this: like, I mean, I've got Kayla Harrison striking is bad. Like, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, and Holly and Rhonda absolutely laid. I mean, Holly showed how do you beat a judo player like by staying at range and not letting him clinch with you. Um, Kayla actually has some like decent wrestling takedowns, which is Rhonda didn't have. I mean, she does actually like shoot in for double legs, um, but. I'm also, you know, I'm 5'9", but my reach is like 6'2", so I would feel very confident in my ability to keep her at my range. But yeah. she would, like, fight time, she would probably be 30 pounds heavier than me, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> now, do you have any uh, currently do. that you have to shout out to? I have some wonderful sponsors. Um, Black Box Stocks has been incredible to me. Um, Halo CBD has been wonderful to me. Um, I Heart Dogs has been great to me. I'm a crazy dog rescuer. And so uh, oh, I Heart yeah, Dogs. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that on your website. I, my hat's off to you. I love I love animals myself. Um, I actually adopted a dog last year. Well, thank you for adopting. <laughs> um, I Heart Dogs and then Trip Hound. Trip Hound is an awesome site where it's like Priceline where you can go book your travel needs. Um, but a portion oh, of all of their proceeds go to rescue animals. So check them out. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, you know, to, to hook you up for a fight or, you know, to maybe sponsor you, like, how would they get in touch with you? Like, through social media? Like, what are your social media pages? Um, absolutely. You can check me out on Instagram. It is Audrey D. Wolf. My wolf has an E on the end, Wolfie. Um, and then on uh, Facebook, I've got an athlete's, athlete page that is Audrey Wolf. Okay. I don't do Twitter. Okay, there you go. All right, Audrey, it was great having you on the show. Um, I look forward to having you again on in the future. Absolutely. And, and then uh, say hello to Guy for me. I will. Hopefully I get him on the show too. I'll and to everyone out there, uh, don't forget, tomorrow I have a brand new podcast coming out tomorrow. My podcast episodes usually come out either on a Friday or a Sunday. This one is right live so people can watch it now. And this will eventually be turned into a podcast interview as well. So it'll be listened to on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, and on anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show and on my website, www.markthesharkmmashow.com. All right, everybody. See you guys next week. Audrey, have a great afternoon. Keep Thank your you. heads Thank up. Hopefully we get to see you in the ring soon. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too.
Hey fans, here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets, podcastcity.net. Facebook.com slash Podcast City Network. Hit that thumbs up. You can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on Twitter at Podcast City Net. Only on Podcast City Network. Marcus Sander was a normal family man. Till he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned in torture. His only means of survival was bec- to become a vampire. Now his only fear is on how to keep his daughter safe. But not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series. Now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. Hi. This is Mark the Shark Retorto. This is a message to all the parents out there. Are you looking for an inspirational book for your child to read? Well, check out a book written by a child, an 11-year-old little girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has two books. One is called Invisible Girl, and one is called I Am a Survivor. Both inspirational books Written by a child, for a child. You can find them at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as her website, www.RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, that's R-I-T-O-R-T-L. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.markthesharkmmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere check it out www.markthesharkmmashow.com guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid Get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.